Hey, this is Shannon Kring in Goddess Kring and Seattle. And uh, I just got so busy, I haven't been updating anything new. I saw the Tom Petty concert. I saw the Bat Pat Benatar concert, uh, Garrison Keillor. I volunteered for Pat Benatar and Garrison Keillor. Saw those for free. Really grateful. And then the Tom Petty concert, my dad <clears throat> splurged and got us both tickets. And of course, I would almost rather see Mud Crutch live. Uh, I love Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, um, but as expected, they mostly just played the hits, and I'm one of those fans that would rather hear the more obscure songs, but they sounded great, except for he did Crawling Back to You, and the sound went off for that, and it was sad because the band didn't understand that we couldn't hear them, and then it took till the end of the song before somebody finally came on stage and told the band we need to fix fix the sound. The rest of the show was fine, and the opening band was Lumineers, and they were great. And I don't even remember if I've already shared about this. And then I went to Whidbey Island and modeled for two full days. My boyfriend went to Oregon and watched the full eclipse, uh, and I stayed to work. So I got to see a 90% eclipse, and he got to see 100%. So I don't know, maybe I made the wrong choice, but I'm more practical, so I decided to earn money instead of go see the eclipse 100%. So, and go camping with him. Um, that's what I did. So I am a workaholic, what can I say? So now I am thinking that I'm the archetype innocent, maybe. But let's see, my brain is scattered all over the place today. My back still hurts. I modeled all day, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And finally today, I'm off Thursday. My podcast, Goddess Kring, podcast number 45, is on today. Hollow Earth Radio, 3 to 4 p.m. Seattle, Pacific Standard Time in the United States. And then I will archive it onto my Patreon, YouTube, and Mixcloud. And Bandcamp, the first 23 episodes are there. But I can't get it to work anymore So, uh, for Bandcamp. So most all of my podcasts are archived, especially on my YouTube. It's interesting to see because it's uh, my visual art. And I recently found a drawing that I did when I was 17. My mom had it. I've forgotten how great it was. It's this pure abstract drawing I did that took me hours and hours and hours. It's very intricate, lots of colors. And I'm probably going to have it printed onto something. So I am going to organize right now, work on my website, and just enjoying being home again after being gone for a couple days. So thank you for listening. My website, shannonkringen.com, everything is linked there. I just need to wake up and have my coffee now. Thanks for listening. Hey, this is Shannon Kringen, Goddess Kringen here in Seattle, and I was just um, looking online about some stuff. I try not to watch a lot of news. I don't have a TV but Facebook is full of people um, debating about political things going on in the world and all of the white supremacy and the KKK and the, basically the racism and the anger that's going on here in the United States. And it's just really sad to me. Uh, I am on the side of humans getting along and cooperating and not being racist against each other in any direction. Um, but I can't help realizing that for, um, for me... To hate uh, racist people is just more hate. And so it's true that I don't like white supremacists and I don't agree with them and I think they're full of a lot of negative, scary uh, ideas. Um, but to dehumanize them, I mean, I, I've never met an actual Nazi in my life. I've never met a white supremacist in my personal life. 
Um, I've just seen videos of people talking and saying horrible things that I don't agree with. But I feel like where does this come from is, is fear. Because for someone to hate, for me to dehumanize these people, um, I think can be dangerous. I don't want to detach and just think they're all a bunch of sociopaths. I mean, maybe some people are. I know that there are sociopaths in the world who really don't care about other people and have no no empathy. Um, but what I was going to say was being prejudiced against people. Like anyone who's prejudiced against somebody else it's a bit, it's all about fear in my opinion it's all about fear when people feel competitive with each other you know human beings generally we feel competitive and people feel like they have to boss other people around otherwise they'll get bossed around by other people so i feel like the whole white power movement is partly it's of course totally racist but what is that underneath that is fear i think that people think that if we have black power, then we have to have white power. So it's white versus black, or it's rich people versus poor people. And I've done other, other recordings about this non-duality beyond the duality of us versus them. So, I mean, I don't have the answer, but I wish that more people would wake up and realize that underneath racism is fear, in my opinion. Like, it's, it's all about people thinking they have to be competitive with each other, and somebody has to win, and somebody has to lose. And that is very sad to me, although I look at nature and I watch lions and tigers hunting, and I, I wrote a poem called Empathy for the Predator, so I know that in nature, nature really is a little bit cruel, and, and tigers and lions actually do have to kill prey and eat it to survive. So maybe human beings do have to compete with each other to survive, but I do feel like we can be cooperative. I mean, humans could possibly not be racist if they felt less afraid of each other. If people felt more unified and connected, like there's diversity, there's different kinds of people in different cultures in this world, and I don't want us all to blend into just one human race, but we are all one human race in terms of diversity. There's unity in the diversity. So I guess the bottom line of what I'm saying here is I don't want to dehumanize people that I don't like or agree with or that I feel hatred for. I don't want to waste my energy feeling hatred for people. I'm very much afraid of, of violent racist people, very much afraid of it. And I'm not a violent person myself and I don't want to go out there and fight in the streets with people, nor would I ever want to join the military and use a weapon and fight in a war. If I had to sign up for uh, the military, I would volunteer to be a nurse. I'd say, I'll be a nurse. I'll be a cook. I'll cook. I'll clean. I will be a doctor or a nurse. I will help people. I don't want to harm people. So I just feel sad about humanity in terms of people getting sucked into fear and anger. And I really think that a lot of racism and hatred and negativity is really about fear. And I wish people would look underneath. Uh, I can see underneath the facade of that when I listen to people that are prejudiced speak. I think that really underneath that they're afraid. You know, they, they don't want to look at themselves. They don't want to look at their own insecurity and their own fear. Because if somebody is happy and secure and feels good about themselves, they have no reason to go around hating other people. So it's all about competition and fear, all these different prejudices that we have now in the world. Thank you for listening. Hey, this is Shannon Kring and Goddess Kring, and I wanted to share something else. It is, I'm an artist. I make a living 
as an art model. been doing that for 25 years. That means I pose nude for drawing and painting and sculpture classes, and as well as sometimes I'm wearing a bodysuit and or a costume if it's just portrait, uh, or if it's for kids or teenagers, I usually wear a bodysuit as opposed to being nude so they can draw the human figure um, because they have to get like, you know, permission slips from their parents uh, to see the nude. So a lot of times they just have me wear a bodysuit um, make, to make it easier. And, which is sad because I think the natural human form is a totally fine thing for a child to see, especially if they're, you know, if they're drawing, if it's in an art classroom setting. It's just about drawing the natural human form, different shapes. So what was I going to say? Oh, that's how I make a living. And then my artwork, I mostly share for free on my website. And I recently reignited my interest because I found a drawing. My mom, thankfully, had this drawing I did when I was 17, which is 24 by 36. And it's I did it with marker. And I did it in high school. And I remember what started it for me was these girls made fun of me. In high school, I was kind of picked on a bit uh, by mostly girls, actually, some kind of mean girls in my high school that were really popular cheerleaders or whatever. And they were kind of snooty and a little bit mean. And I guess they just wanted to poke me and play with me and see what I would do. And so I did this abstract drawing. I like to do a lot of really curvy organic shapes. And I'm very much inspired by the shapes I see in nature and like the infinite intricate patterns I see on plants and when I'm in an airplane looking down at the land I see shapes and patterns and I am I, t I tend to draw shapes in a repetitive way and then put different colors and textures on them that's kind of why I became a figure model because I didn't really want to draw the figure and measure the figure I could match colors really well in terms of realism um, measuring shapes takes me longer and I don't have a lot of patience for it. It's a skill that I could learn, but I just have never wanted to learn that skill. So I model for people who do that. And then I draw in a pure, intuitive, improvisational, abstract way, the same way that I take photos. And I recently have combined my self-portrait photography with my paintings and drawings. So pure, abstract shapes and colors uh, I put into Photoshop with a self-portrait photo of my face, whether it's black and white or color, and then I superimpose the two images together and make it like transparent, make one of the layers transparent so that you can see the photo and the painting through each other. And so it creates a layered effect. And one time I think I did all three. I had a collage of photos, a self-portrait of my face, and then a painting of mine that was pure abstract swirly shapes and colors in, an, in a really nice composition. And I think it's interesting. I, I'm invited to do a show in February of 2018 in a doctor's office here in Seattle. A friend of mine helped me set that up. And they looked at my work and they liked it and they're like, sure, hang your stuff here. So for three months, I'm going to hang my, my artwork and I'm trying to figure out if I want to do paintings or photographs or both or multimedia combined paintings with photographs. And if you go to my website, shannonkringen.com or my Instagram, if you just Google Shannon Kringen or Goddess Kring, you will see my various blogs and my recent, go to my Flickr uh, photo stream 
where I share my photos and paintings and different artwork that I do, multimedia, or go to my YouTube channel and you can see my visual art is a slideshow and then my podcast is the audio. And I think I haven't seen a lot of artists that combine painting and photography and I don't see why not. Uh, I'm somebody who believes, you know, you should be able to mix and match any medium that you want as long as it works and you can make, you know, beautiful work, good composition, interesting subject matter. I feel like colors and shapes and mediums, it's totally fine, especially now that we live in the digital age with a lot of computer, um, computer enhanced things and we can, we can still hand paint and hand draw things and we can scan them into the computer or take a digital. What I do is I take high quality digital photos of my visual art of my paintings and drawings and then it turns them into digital art and then you combine them with photography. It's so fun.